Welcome to episode four of the Comrades Classroom Podcast, Disbelief Justice Part Two. On it, we sit down. Uh, it, it's really kind of a summary of, of two of our classes from December, uh, where we talked about and we sat down and read through um, Cripping TJ. Uh, was an article from uh, Leah Lakshmi's book, and then we also sat down and talked about um, now organizing in a pandemic, uh, which is a disability justice wisdom, and that is a collective effort from who's this from? Uh, Patty Byrne, Lydia Brown, Leah Lakshmi, and Allegra Heath Stout. Yeah, and so you're kind of it's going to be a little different feel than um, our last couple podcast episodes, um, but you'll kind of hear the voices um, of the homies who pull up each week um, to sit down, workshop, read through, and kind of talk down some of the talk through some of these key themes. Um, yeah, I mean that's really that's all I got on it. Yeah. Um, both of these uh, sources are available on the Comrades Classroom website. Uh, you can go and, and if you'd like to read through them before, yeah, read through them after. Highly recommend um, at least reading through either before or after. Um, I think it'd be super helpful to read through before because um, you'll kind of hear people reference maybe specific quotes or specific moments in the paper. Um, so it might be helpful to go through and read through before as well. Yeah, and both are fairly short. I think the transcript for the podcast, like, 17 pages. Yeah, and the, the reading's about 13. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's all we got for you. Um, as always, um, support our work. Um, mm-hmm. Tapping on social media. Yeah, we're out in the field uh, each week. And to, to sustain our survival programs, um, we need y'all support. So we're not just political education. Um, through the podcast and through Comrades Classroom, but we're also in the field every week. Um, so to support that, um, hit hit up with the link in our bio, and Gabe will talk a little bit more about the Patreon later. Um, but really check us out, tap in with us on social media, uh, and share, 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 share. It helps if, if everyone shares with at least one friend, share with your networks, um, build your own study groups, build your own cadres where you're at, or get mm-hmm. tapped in with us here in OC. Um, it, it's important that we don't just sit here and and read and and listen to the material, um, but it's actually putting that work into practice and and studying it and then building our own cadres to go out in the field. Yeah, and always remembering that uh, theory is theory and practice is practice, and and it's about putting this into application. Um, You can find us on Instagram, uh, as Dana mentioned. The at is at the People's Coalition underscore. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. Um, And if you'd like to support our efforts, which... um, we currently are putting out about a little under 300 meals a week um, and doing a little under 1,000 pounds of fresh produce and grocery distributions uh, as, as our solidarity or as our survival projects that we engage in, um, survival programs. You can tap in with our Patreon to support those efforts. Uh, the People's Fund on Patreon, uh, it's, this is the, the broader or- Orange County collective, the We Got Us collective. Um, and you can see some of the work that um, we engage in in the community. Uh, there are some of our posts available on there, and uh, your, your support uh, in that is the only thing that makes any of this stuff possible. Um, yeah, we have, we have tiers from 5 to $200 on there. So yeah, any, support is, any, any support is helpful, um, and it takes the community to, to do this work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, free the people, free the land. Hope you yeah. all enjoy. All power to the people. I put the blisters on my 
my feet for you. Walk across the moat and love will be the sea for you. I don't know why I do what I do for you. But I know it's such a thing as too loyal. And I know my memory is getting shorter by the minute. Tipping over bottles every second that I finish. The mirror keeps telling me shit I don't wanna hear. I seen the brasserie and shed a tear. In my home, am I the only one away? And if not, how long am I to wait? Heaven's gates, the list don't die my name. But that's okay, she's boring anyway. Oh, yeah, um... So I actually did not do the reading. I've literally been like spending all day working on school projects. But um, this actually reminded me and what I had said too um, in regards to like, I don't know. I think a lot of the times like we realize that sort of like the issues that like we have to address like are actually not that far off from what we're experiencing because they can also sort of involve people that we know or who are immediately around us or um, you know, acquaintances. I mean, it's just everyday people, right? Um, but, you know, I was just thinking about it in regards to my personal experience, like with my family, you know, and being that, you know, I, I mean, Latinx is not the word for it, but, you know, like that's my family and like, um, you know, just like how much, how unwilling sort of people were um, to speak on their own sort of uh struggles like with mental illness like you know even like my mom specifically like she hid that um very well and she was like very like adamant sort of about like doing things like her own way and like I mean I guess in some ways it's like you know people should practice their agency but at the same time you know it was becoming so harmful for everybody else um and you know it's even sort of led up to uh you know putting even like my younger siblings like bad bad position um I mean all of us really but (laughs) you know um like my one of my younger sisters you know she she's always been aware that you know she's just she's just different um she has different needs and she has um just a different way of going about doing things and so we're only barely now and she's um let's see May so she's 15 now yeah she's 15 now and we're only now having conversations about um I don't know just like her being somewhere on the spectrum so we're still trying to sort of like figure this out we don't even really know how to have like a full conversation about it like as a family you know and like it's just put her so far behind in school because, you know, she becomes like so frustrated and she doesn't really sort of like understand like why she can't do diff- do things differently and why accommodations aren't there. And she's really, it's come up to this point where now she's 15 years old and she's sort of like had to act for herself. Like something's not right. Like something needs to change. Like I need help because this is feeling really impossible and really overwhelming for me right now, you know, but it's just sort of like this, whole like lineage of like just never having this like conversation you know that's sort of like leaving leading up to this like moment and I think that that's something that happens a lot in in most people's experiences you know whether it's you know you're the one who is um experiencing yourself or you know it's someone close to you 
So I don't know. I think that that's just something that you know is really pervasive. That's so true. Like, um, like what Sir said in the chat, where like the podcast is a good example of um, not like rushing things and being patient because they have the audio and the written version that can be accessed whenever, and they're not trying to push out the audio as fast as they can. And like something that I really like that Sir said is like, um. I think the fast pace makes us miss effective and easy fixes to the problems. So I think even going slower can like do more than we think it does. And I'm really like guilty of being in this like ableist mindset of like, of just like not being patient. And like, I totally felt that when. Also, I don't know if anybody wants to say anything like specific to like the reading, but this is sort of just like another thought that I have. So if you want to move on, that's totally fine. But (laughs) um, I think also like as it pertains to, I mean, it does definitely apply to like mental health, you know, but um, I don't know. I was just thinking about disability. Um, Actually, this is another example of one of my other siblings. I have a lot of siblings, guys. (laughs) You guys only know, but (laughs) um. You know, um, I think there's also this, like, um, false sense of security in um, thinking that it's something that can never happen to us for those who are, you know, able-bodied or not disabled in other ways. Um, And, you know, I think it's something sort of that, you know, being able-bodied or not having a disability sort of is like something that we oftentimes takes for granted. And then sort of, it's like when we, I don't know, I guess it's like if you happen to sort of like reach that moment, right. Um, then it's, it's only then that you sort of like realize, I think sort of the lack of like resources and access that, um, so many folks have, you know, um, and, you know, it, it also definitely goes back to like having conversations, you know, because, it's something that you're never really considering. Um, you know, it's like not really something that you know how to like speak on. Like I'm definitely, I definitely do struggle, you know, speaking on these things and knowing sort of like the right words and, you know, how to sort of like put them. Um, but you know, like this summer I think was like a really big like learning experience. Cause I was with my sister and, um, she became disabled, um, last year and like physically disabled last year. Um, and it's come with a lot of challenges for her, you know? And so it was really just like a lot of like listening and a lot of, um, you know, just, um, just trying to like learn more, you know, but it's kind of just like, oh man, it's not, it's sort of, it's not just these people like immediately in my life, like it's so many other people, you know, it's like classmates or like, you know, just, it makes you think more and more sort of like the things that you end up saying to people or the conversations that you end up having or how you, um, you know, like even like events, if you're hosting an event, you know, like if you don't have uh, like wheelchair accessibility or things like that, you know, all of these sort of things that you never, never come to mind because it's just like, you know, it seems so far away until it's not. Um, and then, you know, shit changes really fast. <laughs> um, so it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's so important to, you know, if you're, if you are able-bodied or, you know, if you feel like you don't know somebody you know, to like always be like learning about these things, which, you know, I think that's what the space is for too, which is great. Um, at, at least for me, um, 
from the reading, uh, what I um, liked about it was I essentially highlighting uh, people's accounts and the stories and the different ways, um, uh, the, uh, different uh, things they have to deal with and the issues they have. And the intersectionality of it all, I think Daniel spoke about this earlier, talking about the statistics that usually pop up, um, but they're not deep enough. Uh, that's only part of it. And I guess that kind of notion um, ties into like society uh, at a higher level in a sense. And I'm, I'm just kind of like speaking, uh, thinking out loud here. So I apologize if it's a little um, all over the place. But um, for me, it's like kind of ties into pathologizing um, uh, a lot of these uh, disabilities and um, kind of like the feel, feeling that, you know, there's a norm and people have to like go into it. And then that kind of like have to be like disciplined into it, like um, and like going into that, it, it kind of like builds into the way people view disability and people view um, um, a lot of these issues where they don't really incentivize really uh, people being understanding or, or uh, empathetic of, of how different people react to different social situations and the kind of triggers people have or the uh, different actions or um, needs that, 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 that people have. And I think a big part of that is just like a completely broken understanding of, of these issues at an academic psychiatric settings. And that kind of seeps into society where it's like, all right, I don't need to think about these people. I don't need to worry about it because, you know, they're already, there's people to deal with that. You know, there's people, there's psychiatry that, you know, these people need to be made somehow normal again, no, normal and big like air quotes, you know, um, and I guess the biggest difficulty with that is, I guess, sort of trying to address uh, a lot of these issues and trying to kind of decondition people into, from thinking that way. But, yeah, that's just me with a little, uh, like, thinking out loud. Anyways, yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, I feel like able-bodied people have a hard time addressing disabled folk just because it's, like, there's not an end to, like, what's happening to us. So it's hard to be, like, how can I help you when... Like, we can't help ourselves all the time. And it's hard to think about, like, how can I let somebody know how to help me when I don't know how to help myself? And, like, using certain words, like, for me personally, like, I'm chronically ill. So using the word better makes me so irrationally angry. Um, like, I'm not going to get better. It just doesn't work like that. But, like, obviously people fuck up. And, like, I shouldn't take that personally. But, like, in a world, in an ideal world where we centered disability that like wouldn't be a problem so more than anything I think it's like and like I mean about it because like I just I also just figured out like I'm fucking disabled <laughs> I also just came to terms with that and, and um, I'm trying to embody that word in the way that I see fit and not feel gross about it but it's hard because it's different and like being around able-bodied people isn't always easy, especially being physically disabled. So like when trying to speak to folks, I often like will say, oh yeah, I'm feeling better. Or 
Um, yeah, thanks for that recommendation of like a very basic thing that like obviously like I've been doing. I'm sick forever, you know. Um, but like y'all don't mean it in like a bad way. Able bodied people don't mean it in a bad way, but it still hurts. So if like all able bodied people could decenter themselves and the ableism in which we're taught and center the fact that like you you yourself also have limitations like and I, I don't think y'all talk about it enough because like there's this difference right but like being around able-bodied people I see people have limitations as well and like physically and mentally just like everyone else but refuse to acknowledge it because you know being able is better for society quote-unquote but like if we just took that whole thing and turned it on its head and decided that nobody being able to do something means they are worth more or can do more. And if we like decentered that as being the ability and the ability being like something, something else, not concrete or not, or like ideas and shit, like we would have such an easier time talking about this if we decentered the fact that like we want to help fix and or even help someone like sometimes there's nothing to help like especially with neurodivergence like sometimes there's no way to get you out of that state it's just going through it and like being there more than anything and if we didn't think of these like tangible things to do and say and act we would I think we'd be able to help each other more and like talk about it easier but like that's the that's the only thing that I can think of because like trying to think of ways to like properly fit myself into spaces and like be myself completely and then also hope that other folks hear me the right way or making sure that they hear me the right way is like so stressful and it makes it so much easier to detach and be on your own which is what a lot of not neurodivergent and disabled physically and mentally ill folks do because it's a lot easier to just depend on yourself or like two people within your circle, you know? But having community is necessary and helpful. And like, I can see it, but it's so hard to be there that I don't want to. And like, that sucks. And like, it's, it's a hard thing to hear and it's a hard thing to say, but it's the reality that like me as a physically and mentally disabled person faces, even in our circles. Thank you. Sorry, not to drop like a bunch of shit on people, but like I'm going through a really bad flare up and it's just it's hard, a lot harder than it usually has been, especially like with getting older and then like, you know, partially being like responsible for some of this stuff and like wanting to have community is hard. Um, and I wish it were easier and I don't know how to make it easier, but um, sharing it is is nice. So thank you. Also, that was our cat. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I just um wanted to um mention something really quickly that uh Sam had touched upon um was also like you know because like Sam had said that you know like they were responsible for some some degree of you know what they're experiencing and you know, I think that there's like something like worth acknowledging in that where it's also just like, I don't know what that looks like, but um, 
you know, I think that they're also like such a big part of like showing up for people is also like, you know, being there and like being supportive without judgment, you know, um, where it's sort of just like in the same ways that like we all choose to like enjoy whatever we want to enjoy. Right. Um, it's just it's like folks who, you know, are experiencing some type of disability or what have you, you know, it's just like, also sort of just like letting those people appreciate whatever it is that they want to appreciate. Like, even if it sort of like makes things hard. And like I said, I don't, I don't know what exactly was thinking of like, you know, um, but, you know, I think that that's also something that like I've come to learn like with my folks, you know, where it's sort of just like, I can see that this thing is sort of going to be like harder for you to deal with in the aftermath but at the same time, it's like, who who am I to tell you or remind you of that, you know, because it's sort of just like you should be able to practice your agency and, you know, own the things that you want for yourself. Um, and I think that sometimes that's something that we can sort of like forget. And it's something that I found myself like fucking up with, you know, with um, my sibling um, and sort of just being like, you know, like you know, you're gonna, you're gonna flare up later, you know, Um, and, you know, it's just like, oh, like, you don't, you know, want to sit down, or, like, something like that, you know, and it's just like, no, like, it's not really my place to make that decision for that person, you know, it's really only up to that person to do what they want to do, and if I can offer any support, um, or extend any support afterwards, that's, that's my place, you know, Um, if it's warranted, and if it's wanted, um, it's not, you know, to sort of like deal with things before they happen because that's not appropriate. Yeah, a point like I wanted to talk about relates to what Daniel was saying um, when he was trying to, I think he was, he, he posed that question about like how you can make it, um, uh, like how, how do you practice it, I guess? Um, I think that's what he was asking. Like the end of the reading, I see like um, the author they bring up a like um, I don't want to say normalizing things, but like that there's um, that you should anticipate like curveballs, U-turns, breakdowns, and like um, and I think that and and then right before that um, they say how like um, people with disabilities come with like a unique knowledge that that like able people probably don't have, and I think that's where like um like i don't know everyone says censoring but like when what needs to be had is conversation and like also just like and and like um having a space where like people can express where something's wrong you know because um that essentially like that that power dichotomy that exists like some people put on pedestals like other people not like like that kind of prevents a lot of people from expressing like when like they have an issue. And I think, um, but I think with this like sort of idea, like communication, like, yeah, like, um, I don't know. I, 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 I like what you was saying earlier too, like, um, that I kind of felt that too when he was saying like, why don't you just tell me like what you need? Because that's kind of, that's exactly how I've been like with, um, with like different family members. I'm like, um, I don't know, and uh, and people I've had a relationships with, 
and and I'm like, why don't you just like just tell me and then whatever and then it'll get like better like their quotes, but um, but no, it's like uh, I think but in this process like of learning and like doing research and like and just like challenging yourself like yeah you you can do like like that sort of you can anticipate things and you can do the U-turns just like when you when you're friends with someone you know when someone when they're kind of having a bad day or like when something's wrong and you kind of know like how to like how to sort of fix that Uh, or like again there's a word fix you know but like how to sort of like say like you know like uh i don't know it's like you you live and you learn with the relationship and that's why how a relationship stays strong you know so I think um, if you want to like practice it, you just you need relationships and uh, you need to be always like constantly learning to like prepare yourself for like I don't know whatever because they're also preparing themselves for for your actions because like uh, I don't know you can't just make it like a one way street like they they also have to deal with you you know and like I don't know I think uh, there's like a labor that goes like on both ends because no one's ever given me the grace of just like noticing that I'm in a shit place and not trying to fix me (laughs) like physically and mentally because like obviously I get both places um and like people will just be like oh can I you know can can you rub this on your leg and then feel better or maybe if you work out or take a walk like nah dude it's just gonna fucking hurt more (laughs) like so just let letting you be seen as like someone that's like having a rough time and like that that is okay which is also like what I was just saying like decentralizing this need to like fix your friends or hear like see your friends and like like also said in the chat like it's really hard to verbalize that like you're having a hard time sometimes because like then I'd be verbalizing every two minutes that I'm having a hard time and do you see where like that road goes us to be like hey tell me when you're having a hard time like sucks um but like but like it's a good point like like fuck I'm not in a good headspace and for everyone to not be like how do I fix it what can I give you to be better but be like damn that sucks what type of support like what what support could be there otherwise and I think like we don't think about that stuff ever like we talk about how that's like a that's a thought we should have but like we don't actually think about it and I think like that's really important like the actual like talking about that we're gonna do it is like cool but actually like physically putting it into practice is um so much more necessary so much of this comes down to like just the fact that so many of us have so many needs that aren't being met like says a lot and there's I think a lot of this has to do with this obsession with moving so fucking fast and everything we can do and this like obsession with idea of progress um, and needing to earn our existence on this fucking planet. Um, Like all the um, Abrahamic shame that goes along with that too. But um, yeah, I feel like this resistance this automatic resistance that we have even in mutual aid circles of the idea of patience and um like dissolving this idea of urgency um all comes hand to hand with this 
And I think it's really exciting to think about the fact that we don't need to let that be the dominating language and can instead, like you're also saying, go back to the voices that um, are calling out the fact that the system isn't working. Um, like the fact that their needs aren't being met says that the whole thing isn't working. So it's not like they're an outlier. It's not like what they are going through doesn't say a shitload about the rest of this whole shenanigan. They're not unique. Um, yeah, and like kind of building on what Anna just said there too, I think there's that story, and I don't, I don't know if anyone brought this up, but there's this story of this uh, uh, femme who came into an organizing space and was um, like wanted to be part of this space but didn't have like the capacity uh, for that labor was supposed to mediate it or yeah. facilitate it oh no not even that one. Oh, a different one a different oh, okay. one a different one uh, but that one too uh, the exact same thing um but this idea that like we can we can have grace and patience to allow things to or allow events to to happen but but the other one was about um the swim who came into a space and, and didn't have the capacity to to like provide labor and felt like they were had no value in that space because they couldn't provide labor. Um, and instead, they were able to find this way of, of being in the space and holding that space just with their presence. And I think the, the person relaying the story said that, like, you know, just be beautiful here. Just, like, have your, your, your presence is beautiful. Your, your being is beautiful. Just you, you being here is enough. And I thought that is sort of just kind of building on what I was saying. This is really powerful and central um, to so much of what has to be done. Like, your production does not merit um, anything, right, other than the fact that something was produced that's not necessary for you to have value in the space. That is so beautiful. I love that. I mean, that's kind of, like, built into the idea of, like, you know, to each according to their ability, to everyone according to their need, right? I mean, that's that's pretty central to it. And if, you know, we're talking about disability justice and all these kinds of things, I guess you have to, like, frame it within kind of... And if we're talking specifically about this, the space we're talking about is the mutual aid organizing space, I think that's, like, a central tenet to, to kind of, like, the, the idea of, of it, both in serving our community and within each other, in our relationships. So, yeah, I just want to say that. Uh, I know I, oh, sorry. Uh, I know I definitely could use like it in the community. Cause I remember in distro with yesterday, uh, for some reason, I thought it was a really good idea that I needed to run really fast to get tents to people on the other side of the tracks. And I'm like slow as hell and not good at running. So um, it was just dumb and I hurt my foot. And uh, I don't know. It's just like I was impatient for no reason. And I could have just like taken an extra second. And then I wouldn't have been in pain today when I was walking around. facts yeah, honestly the first thing that this conversation brought up to me is 
people's relationships with bodies but like because I'm a body worker so I didn't want to get like too nerdy but yeah like the way that people relate to even like how they heal their bodies it's so much about like quick fixes all the time like the way that we move is all about like pushing our bodies discipline like forcing ourselves into some kind of change and that never fucking works at least not without injury um and I am guilty of it too like I want I want that change but it's like the only way it ever comes about and I think this translates also into the way that we like see our land see our agriculture see the way that we like expect the environment to give us shit all the time the way that we expect our bodies to give us what we want like that is all completely at the root of colonialism the way that we expect people and labor to give us what we want like that the only way that shit happens is because we let it because we watch it we observe patiently and we're just with it and we can't force any kind of like will or desire onto it um so yeah i feel like this is what this conversation is asking for is like stop asking so much and just celebrate the fact that people are here in the first place I guess I, I could share kind of like a, a thing that's been on my mind and kind of um, uh, within kind of um, being doing all the mutual aid work with, with a lot of y'all um, on this call. Um, it's kind of realizing kind of trying to decondition myself from, from kind of a lot of like ableist ideas and, you know, that like that, sense of urgency of like oh we need to you know there's a lot of shit going on we need we have these needs that need to be filled everything like that there's a sense of like psychological urgency in the sense of like um there's a lot of stuff going on daily violence that happens but that shouldn't necessarily translate into me, me sort of trying to rush myself and create sort of a a dynamic of like kind of um something that could be exclusionary in in translating that that into in, into physics but I was like holy shit this has to get done you know these needs need to be filled and that's like work I've been doing myself because because personally for me it's like it's a it it, it uh, affected me in in the sense of like pretty much every distro i end up losing something um i'm not the most attentive i have that kind of issue with attention um when it comes to um a lot of uh uh like personal effects and stuff like that like literally every distro i I lose something just because i'm like doing all of all this stuff like i lost my house keys yesterday after like reprint other ones like um lost my bracelet and and then found and then or found it or and put it somewhere and I end up finding like literally every distract probably misplaced one item um just because I'm I'm rushing myself and and not sort of um being able to 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 separate that sense of psychological urgency from uh that comes with the work we do um from the physical urgency of being like I need to make sure all my shit is on me right now I need to, you know, phone keys wall to do all of that. And it's something I'm, I'm working on personally, but also like talking about this kind of made me kind of like self-reflect and, and realize that kind of is something that 
that I have to take in mind, you know? So I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud. Hope that was something. I really appreciate that because like it even connects with one of the quotes. Um, and it says like often in mainstream activism, that's seen as like, Oh, that's some personal business. And I'm just reading it like straight off of the quote. Don't bring it into the meeting agenda. Um, so like, sharing that like I feel like it directly reflects like what this quote is saying and how it's like it even says like and now more than ever we can't just keep our personal lives um personal and sickness is not some dirty joke we gotta keep in the corner so like I feel like that was really nice to include because like it just directly like shows like exactly what this podcast was saying that was really cool. I feel like we're all just, we're struggling a lot with presence. Um, and again, I think that translates into this whole thing, um, slowing down, you know, and like, I, I, I appreciate you bringing it up because it does. And it's part of the reason it frustrates me too. And I sometimes get into those thought loops of like, oh, fucking slacker idiot, you know, but um, it's not useful. And I think what, you're trying to get at is like if if we are doing these things or we are like rushing ourselves through everything that we do um and I think it's like it's the same energy that later tells us that we like fucked up um that tells us that that creates the problem in the first place it's the same one telling ourselves we have to do this we have to do this we have to fix the problem that then also shames us for not having been able to do it very well because we were so rushed. Um, but what the kind of like th thought pattern brings up to me is like, okay, if I'm losing my keys, what else am I losing? What else am I missing through the work that I'm doing? And like, what pe what am I missing in people like you mentioned what was I not seeing um in the people that I'm working with or um what solutions was I missing um was I maybe even like um if I'm an activist for work for example am I um playing savior because I'm so like fixated on this thing that I think I need to do that I'm not listening to what's in front of me. So um, if anything, would just want to be like, okay, I'm frustrated that I lost my keys and that's the part of me that wants me to like slow down and appreciate that there's a lot more that goes into a day. There's a lot more little details that I could be present for. A um, lot of little things that I could be learning from and that's a cool thing that's you just like wanting to be there for what you're doing um so i appreciate it that's fact thank you for that yeah and like and that and the conversation like in like happening in the chat too it's like like, it just, like, I just have to, like, tell myself, like, we're human, like, we're, like, people, like, and even with, like, this, what we're doing with mutual aid, 
Like, we also have, like, that doesn't mean that, like, whatever is happening in our life, like, disappears. And, like, and it's okay to have needs and it's okay to still be, like, complex and have your problems and have your issues and still mess up and, like, like said, or in the chat said, like, we don't function without fucking up and that's okay. And, like, I think it's also reminding ourselves that, like, like, the things that we're doing, it's, and they're important, and also, like, they can be a lot sometimes, and I think, like, it's it's okay, like, for it to feel, like, wow, like, this is, I don't know, sometimes, like, I think of, like, how fucked up it is for, like, like, it's sad that our society doesn't, like, care for people the way that they should like like so that people who do mutual aid have to like fulfill those needs of like houseless folk and like other people like other um black and indigenous people as well so it's like I don't know like realizing the complexity of it all and then also recognizing that like we're only human and because of that like it's okay to like mess up and things are going to get, like, complicated. And, but it's, like, we just keep on going and be patient with one another. I don't know. And I feel like people have shown that, like, with me in this group, too. So, like, this is really cool. And I'm going to make sure I do that for other people, too. I think something that I noticed, like, is, like, like with ableist mindsets, like, and perfectionism, people really, like, it focuses a lot on, like, things that went wrong or, like, the specific mistake, and it, like, stays there instead of, like, acknowledging, like, having grace and saying, okay, yeah, we're human. Of course, people are going to make mistakes. Okay. And then, okay, there's a mistake. So what, what can we do to, like, keep moving forward? So, like, what's the solution to... um I mean, I don't want to use the word problem because I don't want it to be something negative. But, it, like, if it's, like, okay, well, we have a situation where it's, like, we can't find keys. Let's just focus on, like, finding them. Let's focus on, like, the solution to the things instead of the problem and not hang too much on, like, the problem or the negativity that we feel around it. Yes. Yes wasn't even a mistake it was just being a human i like all this a lot um and i feel you both on like yeah there isn't any like quick fix solution as this whole dialogue's about like it's going to be a lot of people contributing and like doing internal work in order to be there also to support when other people are dealing with the thing and blah 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 but I also feel like there's this added layer to it that can be tricky can be a tricky balance because yeah fucking capitalism always um (laughs) but I feel like there's also a space that has to be held for the feelings that do come up like it I I still struggle with this too. Like Anna, you were saying that um, we don't want to like fixate on the negative feelings around it, but also I think there's a way in which we have to recognize that there are going to be negative feelings around it. And like you were saying, there's going to be 
we all have this internalized shit that we also need to treat as a potential like fact that we're human the fact that we are susceptible to those feelings the fact that we kind of fell for that lie in some ways and need times and times to release that um so I think like even before the step of like okay let's just like focus on the keys like it's not a big deal we also have to like not even give a shit about the keys and just like take a moment to maybe be sad if that's a thing um and not need it again to be an urgent problem that needs to be fixed um and like that to me is also like a somatic practice meditative practice like how do we just like sit with the fact that this kind of sucks right now or at least like in the immediate um reaction and go from there Yeah, that's definitely really important. And I, I also just wanted to say real quick, like the the idea of like, I guess a quote negative feeling anyway, like calling it that sort of implies that it's a bad thing to feel those things. And so like, yeah, we really should be holding space for like so-called negative emotions anyway, because they're still like human emotions. There's no like bad emotion. It might feel bad in your body but it's not an inherently bad thing to feel anxiety about not having your keys. It's not an inherently bad thing to feel like sad about having, you know, messed up on something. So I think that we also have to like acknowledge that, like, and, and deconstruct that idea that there's any sort of bad feeling really when it comes to like the fact that people are feeling beings, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to kind of like say this, I guess like a big part of it is like kind of moving away and this is something I'm working on um, and kind of moving away from trying to like constantly fix people in the sense of like, okay, there's, there's space for kind of like, you know, if, if people like ah or something like words of affirmation, all these kinds of different things, but it's like, um, Sometimes it just is what it is. Sometimes I lose my keys and I say, I hate myself 300 times. That's cool. You know, like, that's just how I am. Um, I, it's not like, you know, um, if it's bothering other people, you know, it's creating like an environment where it's like too much. I understand that. And that's something else, but it's like, all right, you know, um, in the moment, that's just kind of like, how I feel. Now I'm using this example just because like we already used it. It's obviously a lot bigger and a lot like more nuanced than that. But like, I guess just moving away from trying to constantly like, even in implicitly or, or, or different ways, like trying to fix people. Like I said, I'm working on that. So, yeah. This might be branching out a little bit. But that makes me think of, like, when is it that we draw line or is it a line to be drawn when it's, like, sorry. The distinction, I guess, I'm trying to figure out between, like, letting people be human 
and celebrating that and also holding accountability. Um, and how do we even like incorporate what you're talking about, which I think is so important um, of like not trying to fix people necessarily while also holding accountability is an intense balance. So thoughts on that, appreciate it. I feel like by centering like dis- the the needs of people who are disabled, um, by centering that, and um, I think that helps like that line be drawn because we can say, okay, these are the needs, and like if this person like like saying before, like when somebody does something that can't happen again, like if we have those needs in mind, we can like notice, oh, look, this, this person did something that like affects that person's needs. So like, or that keeps that person from getting what they need. Um, and it also aligns with like, um, going by the pace of like, um, I forgot what it, what the quote was exactly, but like going by the pace of whoever is is walking like the slowest. I don't think that's like that's not the exact quote. Um, but I feel like it goes with that one too. So I think that's what comes to mind, like with the question with this question. Um I, I, I guess something I've been thinking of and I really really hope this comes out the the right way. Um, but I guess taking it back to kind of, um, the reading we did not last comrades classroom, I think the, the one before it, when they were talking about, um, kind of individual stories of people and understanding people's needs and, and understanding kind of the, uh, people around you and and the spaces around you is, both needs and, and kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the conditions or the, or having like a holistic understanding of, let's say if this person is having, let's say some sort of, um, anxiety attack or episode or, or, um, uh, uh, some sometimes they're like angry or or they feel any certain type of way uh i guess that accountability question would be like where does it if if something is creating a sort of um and i'm talking more about like interpersonal behaviors and and the space and, and harm is done um, to person and breaking out of the ableist mindset, but also having accountability with, with, within those spaces. Um, I, I really hope that came out right, but in a sense, you know, harm can be done and, and it has to kind of be addressed. But how can we do that in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's, that's under, you know, a little more understanding and then holds accountability? I guess the answer would be transformative justice, but. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, that's something I'm struggling. I really hope that came out the right way. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's um, what I had kind of wanted to say. Like, I actually had a lot of thoughts. Um, one, as said, like, and I think this is kind of bouncing off of you too, is that I don't think it's necessarily that clear or that there is such a line between those things. Like, you can even, if you wanted to be an asshole, say, like, losing your keys, like, you need to fucking be more present and more meditative if it's a consistent thing, especially. Um, uh, and I also, like, I <laughs> see um, so many people also are, yeah, I've, I've seen people use um, the language of disability to, like, avoid accountability in other aspects of their lives, too. Um, I really fucking love the idea of um, our um, of using like the collective and like embracing the fact that um, even taking care of ourselves is accountability that that's something to be held accountable for um, and that also there's also the idea of like accountability being something that is brought up when you do something bad and and instead is just like let's all hold each other accountable for taking care of yourselves cool like that's just like a baseline for everyone um but that also means that to kind of wrap it all up that having that kind of patience is inseparable from accountability like at some point they have to become the same thing and so I guess that's is transformative justices in some ways and it's like then like how do we be patient with people who are causing active harm um and like recognize that like as much as we might want otherwise as much as it might be fair because I don't think like fair exists unfortunately but like people who are causing harm aren't going to change because of urgency. Um, so I just tried to wrap so many thoughts up in one, but I'm going to leave it there for now. I agree too. Like, like when, when you're like, Oh, it's not, like things aren't so stark, like there isn't, um, and for me, like, I, I think that people are complex, complex, and there's so much gray area in things. And when it comes to like recognizing somebody who's causing active harm, I think it's also like looking at like the intentions of the person and, um, and everyone's like willingness to like learn and like, why are they in this space? Like, um, and I think it's also like a possibility to like have grace for someone. And if in a space, like if somebody is causing active harm consistently, like, and they know that they are like, I think it's okay for the collective and the group to say, okay, wait, let's, 
maybe, you know, you need to step back or, you know, let's try to figure out a way to so that harm isn't being caused. And, um, and I feel like that's why it's important for people to, to have like these conversations and because I feel like then but they're already thinking, okay, well, I mean, at least for me personally, like if, if I was causing harm, like, and I knew that I wasn't in a, in a place where I can like, you know, stop it, like in the moment, then maybe it's like, okay, well, I don't want to hurt other people. So I would, I am going to take a step back and then come back when I'm ready kind of thing. So that's, that's how I think about it. I think a lot of that too um, is boundaries on the opposite side as well. Like we can accept or like have patience even with the fact that like someone else is um, perpetuating harm while also like acknowledging that that having that patience doesn't mean that we have to like put up with the behavior. It doesn't mean that we can't hold boundaries and recognize our needs too, which is that, we can't be around that person, for example, or we can't like even have them participating in the group. If that's the scenario, um, like we can acknowledge everyone's needs in that way. And sometimes those needs involve excluding a person, which sucks maybe, but um, that's, that's the whole point of this whole thing is like looking at everyone's needs. And being human, we have those boundaries. Ugh, that was, like, deep. And it's, like, hard, too, because it's, like, sad to, like, I don't know. It's, like, I feel bad. Like, I feel like anybody would feel bad asking someone to be, someone to say, like, asking somebody to, like, hey, we need to chill out, do some dis like, have some distance between one another. That's hard. I put the blisters on my feet for you. Walk across the moat and love a piece of seed for you. I don't know why I do what I do for you. But I know it's such a thing as too loyal. And I know my memory is getting shorter by the minute. Tipping over bottles every second that I finish. The mirror keeps telling me shit. I don't want to hear. I seen the brasserie and shed a tear. 